The best mental map I've found for enjoying your life is to view it as a game and to use that map to steer yourself towards positive territory or more specifically positive experiences. Within the great game of life, there are many mental maps you can use, not just for happiness, but for clarity. And alchemy is one of those mental maps. Even though it fell out of fashion with the intelligentsia a long time ago, the alchemists were the original chemists, and the end result of their experiments is what we call modern science. But that's only part of the picture. The real alchemy hidden behind sacred geometry is the science of creation, of transmuting the will or thought energy into physical form. And the will is the most powerful force on the planet, both in the divine will from which the universe was spontaneously created out of the nameless, formless intelligence of the spirit and of the will of man endowed to us by that spirit with a certain amount of potential given to each man. The car, the light, and the very computer or smartphone you're listening or watching this on are direct examples of that will, of the will of those alchemists who fulfilled their potential and their purpose and changed the very fabric of our reality. But it goes deeper than that. Picture a magical ritual where through certain clothes, phrases, decorations, candles, and symbols, a regular room is turned into a magical doorway and within that room is an outline on the floor or a magical circle within which the ritual is performed. Magicians or alchemists believe that by performing rituals within a magical circle in a room that is properly prepared and with the right intent, that they can transmute their thought energy from the uncreated ether into the physical world. I don't perform those types of magical rituals myself, and I'm guessing you don't either, but I'm sure you can understand the principle. You might believe magic doesn't work and that candles and clothes and circles have no effect on reality. And you might think in today's day and age that anyone who considers themselves a mage or a magician is either dumb or outright delusional. And after all, it's just a guy in a room with a circle on the floor. But before you judge, think clearly about the things that you do believe in. When you can see alchemy... For the first time, you'll be shocked at how you missed it before and how many rituals you either perform or, at the very least, believe in. True alchemy is taking the concept of a thought or an idea and manifesting it into a magical object or event that has physical reality through the power of setting, ritual, and belief. Take the event of a Brazilian soccer superstar worth hundreds of millions, dressed in his national team's colors, scoring the winning goal in the World Cup Finals in overtime to a stadium full of adoring Brazilian fans and billions of people worldwide watching the event on TV. The entire event to billions of people worldwide, and especially the people in the stadium, is an incredibly significant event with a tremendous amount of energy infused in both the game and the end result. Now take the actual reality. A man in colorful cloth kicks a ball past another man into a metal frame. The significance, the hundreds of millions of dollars paid, the stadium, the billions of people watching, the national colors, the national pride, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, the very idea of the existence of a soccer game 
down to the very act of renaming the kick of a ball into a metal frame as a goal, and an overtime goal at that is all part of an elaborate ritual, and the alchemical result directly and significantly affects the energy of billions of people worldwide with the Brazilian player who scored the goal becoming a hero for the ages. In that ritual, billions of people celebrate a child's game with a passion or anger or joy they rarely express for anything else. They bet and they scream at the TV as if it has an effect. They spend their life memorizing statistics and some grown men will risk death, injury, or jail to fight in the street against other grown men who support the opposite team, all for a guy who kicked a ball past another guy into a metal frame. In effect, the soccer player is the magician, the stadium is the magical setting, the crowd cheering ole is the incantation, the team jerseys are the costume, the magical circle is the net, and the ability to kick the ball into the net is the end result of decades of practicing ritual and the magician's belief of turning his childhood thought of becoming a World Cup hero into a reality. But when it comes to ritual and alchemy, a soccer game is just the tip of the iceberg. Let's take what might be the ultimate ritual, the creation of money. The central bankers of the magicians, perhaps the greatest of all time. The mint is the ritual room. The printing press is the magical circle. And the end result of their alchemy is the creation of magical pieces of paper called money that cost next to nothing to produce, yet that are valued at trillions of dollars worldwide and are used by 6 billion people in exchange for real goods and services, all because of the alchemy of central bankers and the agreement of the rest of the population. And in the ultimate sleight of hand, the central bankers who own the central banks and own the means of production to create the money out of thin air loan this money to governments at interest Interest which 6 billion people on the planet pay for, for the use of the banker's alchemical creation. You can say what you want about central bankers, but whatever way you want to slice it, you have to respect their power as magicians. Because everything in your life is directly affected by those magical pieces of paper through which you can get other people to cook and clean and build a house for you, among a million other things. The truth is, rituals and magic exist in the real world. It's just that most men who define themselves as magicians are practicing the wrong rituals. The central bankers create magical paper through thought and give that paper reality by blessing it in the form of a stamp. In their ritual, they spend a penny on the creation of a bill worth $1,000 and then loan that bill to the population at large for indefinite yearly interest. The wealth and mindshare transfer is beyond monumental. The guy in the hooded cloak doesn't hold a candle to the central bankers. The next most powerful magicians are the government officials who work hand in glove with the central bankers. The middle-aged men who probably couldn't physically fight if their lives depended on it, yet they control all the force on the planet by controlling the guys with guns who can fight. The robes are power suits. The swearing-in statement is the ritual. The Bible where he places his hand is the magical circle. And the end result is a civilian becoming a temporary sovereign in charge of all the guys with guns within his territory through his words and through the papers that he signs. 
and the population accepts the arrangement. You can say whatever you want about the idea of government. Good cases can be made for both the pros and the cons, but whatever you think, you have to respect the power and the game of the magicians behind it. When you open your eyes, you can see ritual and alchemy everywhere you look. You can see how a broke high school dropout, William Bradley Pitt, became an incredibly wealthy superstar, worshipped by millions through the power of the actual acting rituals he performed on screen to become Brad Pitt. You can see how the magicians at Hermes sell a Birkin bag that costs $800 to produce for an average price of $7,000 all the way up to a $300,000 bag made of nothing more than dead crocodile skin and some metal that people consider precious. Magic applies all the way down to your everyday life. Every graduation, religious, christening, birthday, wedding, or funeral ceremony is an elaborate ritual with an alchemical intent. After a bar mitzvah ritual, a Jewish boy is accepted as a man by members of his community. After a graduation ceremony, a student becomes a high school graduate, ready for the next ritual of university. Look at your own life and see all the rituals you and your people participate in. See all the areas where real-life magicians create alchemy through ritual intent and intent, producing for consumers, and where hundreds or thousands or millions or even billions of consumers accept and believe in the magical creations that these producers thought and willed into existence. And acceptance and belief are the keys to the entire game. First, in the magician himself through thought, Secondly, through his own belief in his skill at performing the ritual. And thirdly, in his subjects believing and accepting his alchemical creations. That's the key to it all. Agreement. Agreement is what gives power to ceremonies and money and government and nations and armies and sports teams and movie stars and moguls and CEOs and entrepreneurs. Agreement is what makes all of those things a reality. Agreement is what makes one man wealthier, higher status, more successful, better looking, more stylish, and more powerful than another man. The magician learns the game from other magicians, gets the thought, practices the ritual, and produces a result through alchemy. And all alchemy traces back to those ancient magicians of old who created language. Language that allowed us as humans to rise far above all the other animals. Those ancient magicians who had an idea created sounds with their mouth and associated those sounds with people, places, and things. And finally, they got those same people to agree and accept their sounds as words. Imagine the reality of a chimpanzee who shares 96% of our DNA, yet they've never spoken or even thought one single word. Just imagine their inner monologue for a second with no words, nothing but images and sounds. This is the power of agreement in words. Without words, our world in our inner life would be no richer than a chimpanzee's. It's all a word game, and you're playing it right now by listening to or watching me speak. That's why the Bible says, in the beginning there was the word. If you truly want to optimize your life and fulfill your potential and become the most powerful 
alchemist you can, recognize that agreement is the key to the whole game. And the more agreement you have, the more powerful you become. It all starts with a thought you pull from the ether with your will. A thought where you first get agreement from yourself that you can manifest that thought into reality. And then it's about studying the great magicians, learning and practicing and refining your ritual. And finally, it's about using alchemy to get agreement from others that your creation is a reality. Becoming an alchemist means becoming a master at agreement. Everything you want in life comes from other people agreeing to give it to you. Money, sex, love, friendship, influence, fame, you name it. It all comes from agreement. But a ritual with black robes enchanting is not the most efficient way to get what you want. And to be honest, on a psychic level, I don't like the idea of involving myself in any ritual that seems dark and secretive. I'd prefer to stay in the light. And luckily for me and for you, you don't need to sit around in a dark room all day chanting to get what you want. It's much better to wake up early and perform your workday ritual in the sunshine, honing your skills and sharpening your intent so that through alchemy of your entrepreneurial ritual, you can manifest money. Because say what you want about money and how it's created, without it you're on the streets, and with it you either solve or dramatically reduce every other problem you have. It's an ugly truth, especially when you understand how money is created, but it's a truth nonetheless. In the word game of life, the magical paper called money is an absolute necessity, and the more of it you have, the easier your life will be. If you're going to spend your workday mastering any ritual, master the entrepreneurial ritual. The employee ritual rarely gets you paid what you deserve, and at best, you're an assistant to a magician. Now, without money or marketable skills, an apprenticeship might be useful. But recognize that every Forbes 500 member is an owner, and in almost all cases, it's ownership of a single company that made them the bulk of their fortune, from Apple to Berkshire to Google. To become an entrepreneur, you study the great magicians and how they produce capital. You study the ritual of sales, marketing, and product creation. You refine your ritual over time, learning from your mistakes. You study consumers and see what gets their agreement. And ultimately, you develop the wardrobe of an entrepreneur. You create the ritual of a business. You learn the magical words of salesmanship. And you stand inside the magical circle of creation and produce your product or service. And through the intent behind your alchemy, you bring that product or service into existence through the agreement of your customers and clients. And you can be shocked at what you create when you devote yourself single-mindedly to the alchemy of business. I went from being a salesman at a job I hated to a content creator at a business I own and love. And since I started the ritual, millions of people have listened to my words worldwide and thousands of people have paid me money to read my words, listen to my words, or watch me speak my words. And you have the potential to do the same and not just in business, but in all areas of life. It comes down to a thought, to learning the game, to refining your game, and ultimately getting what you want through enough intent and action that other people give you their agreement. 
And the best way to get that agreement is by adding value. In the game of life, there are three ways to get people to agree to give you what you want. Force, theft, and adding value. Of the three, adding value is white magic. Theft and force are black magic, unless used in self-defense or the defense of your people. At this point, you might be wondering where I stand, and I'll tell you I try my best to stay on the right-hand path. I've studied the left-hand path, but I don't like where it leads in this life, and I'm scared to think where it takes you after you die. Crowley died a fat, penniless drug addict. Mussolini was hung by his ankles in the town square, and Madoff is rotting away in jail. Sure, many people get away with their dirty deeds and their black magic, but they live every day in fear of attack or of getting caught, and their deeds come back to them in other ways, in lawsuits, in broken marriages, in drug-addicted children, and in unhappiness, despite all the trappings of success. And God only knows where they go after their time is up in this world. It's easier to be happy by adding value. Instead of relying on theft and force, you don't have to worry about getting caught or getting shot. You don't have to mistrust everyone in your inner circle, waiting for the smallest sign of betrayal because you chose to play a game where a loss means death or jail, and because you chose to surround yourself with good people instead of a den of vipers. Instead, life is better when you choose to play the game of adding value to get agreement. You can live in peace and ease knowing the more value you add, the better you do, and the more people you help. In my experience, the happiest people I know are the people who live their life to add value to others. And I don't think you have to sacrifice money and clothes and women and influence. I think you can have all those things and still walk on the right-hand path just as long as you get those things by adding value instead of using force or theft. Just don't get caught in the trap of worrying about what other people are doing. At the end of the day, there are pros and cons to banking and government and all the other rituals because alchemical creations can't survive without benefiting people. And although I don't like some of the things about how the world is run, I also recognize I get a lot of benefit from people agreeing to the existence of things like banks and government and money. For me, life is an endlessly fascinating game. And I prefer to look and learn instead of being angry. I look for insight and to understand other people's games, to study the magicians, whether good or bad, and to learn from them equally, to study what gets agreement, and ultimately to take that knowledge to add value to my life and the lives of my people. Knowledge itself isn't evil. It's the intent and the actions of the alchemist that matter. As far as the power of your personal alchemy goes, There are limitations. Chances are you couldn't play in the NBA no matter how hard you tried, but I bet you can build a six-figure business. And if you already have one, I bet you can double your income in a few years, if not less, if you crystallize your intent and refine your ritual. The same applies to your health, wealth, relationships, and lifestyle. When you're committed to your rituals, when you're disciplined, and when you refine your will and apply your intent to manifest what you want in your reality. In the past, my true potential always surprised me. At one point in my trading career, I struggled to make $1,000 in a month. By the same time, the next year, I'd made $100,000 in a month. 
In sales, I had to manifest $40,000 a month in revenue with no more than a phone and an internet connection to keep my job. And now, I'm the guy on the other end of the screen, and I get paid for nothing more than my words. It's all alchemy as far as I'm concerned, and the more agreement I get as an authority, the more I recognize the power of the ritual and the malleability of reality. And the same is true in your life as long as you commit to getting what you want. So in short, commit to your goals, study the masters, recognize game, refine your ritual, crystallize your will, and use your intent to become an alchemist in the great game of life. Commit to applying your potential in all areas of your life and do it the right way by adding value. And ultimately, you'll create a happier life for yourself and for the people you touch.